in a beautiful way. My prayer for you is that the Lord will touch your life and use you for his glory in this amazing season we're living in. And thank you for joining me today. I am bringing a beautiful message to you on the still, small voice. You're going to love it. Dear Jesus, I thank you for your word. And Lord, I pray you'll use this message to bless your sweet people, to strengthen your saints all over the world. For your glory and honor, we love you, Lord. And all the praise belongs to you. Amen. Go with me to 1 Kings 19. I'm going to start reading at verse 9 when Elijah went to Horeb. Now Horeb is in Sinai, the southern tip of Sinai. And he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him. And he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, slain thy prophets with the sword, and I even, I only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, the word of the Lord, which I believe is the Lord Jesus who spoke to him, he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire a still small voice. It was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering in of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? Now, we too have to pass through earthquakes, wind, fire, in our vain search for God. We all go through the earthquakes. We all go through the wind. We all go through the fire. But at last we find him. Where do we find him? In that still, small voice in the depth of our soul. Think about what I'm saying. You know, Elijah came to a place where he discovered really the nothingness of self. He discovered that the nothingness of self is the beginning of God. The nothingness of self is the beginning of God. Because in that place, where you find the nothingness of self and the beginning of God is where you find all sufficiency. So the key here to this most amazing portion of God's will is the voice. <clears throat> now, 
The earthquake is not a voice. The tempest is not a voice. The fire is not a voice. Notice what it says here earlier. The earthquake came, the fire came, and so on. But do you, do you remember, we just read it, it says, and I'm going to reread verse 11 because it's so powerful. And it says, and behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, an earthquake. The Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, a fire. Now, when you, when you think about the, the wind, the tempest, um, it's a noise. A lot of people uh, searching for God, all they find is noise because they're not searching right. And then uh, the earthquake. Well, <clears throat> that's a sound. but no voice. And you think about the fire, a vision of awe, but no voice. Why? Because that voice is found, and I just said it, it is found in the depth of our spirit man. It's found in the depth of our soul. So the still small voice doesn't speak to the mind, it speaks to the heart. Because it's a, it's a revelation. <clears throat> uh, God Almighty, a living personality, a loving heart, speaks heart to heart. And when he speaks to us heart to heart, that's what this still small voice is. God's heart talking to our hearts. It, it arrests our attention. It calms our hearts. And that voice heart-to-heart voice in the depth of our spirit and soul that arrests and gets our attention, that calms our hearts and fills us with awe, has a, an everlasting memory. We can never forget the voice. We'll forget the wind. We'll forget the earthquake. We'll even forget the vision of all fire. We can never forget the voice. I've had those moments in my life, and so have you. When God spoke to us in such a deep way in our depth, more powerful than any sound of any earthquake, more life-changing 
than any tempest, more awesome than any fire or vision of fire. And notice it says here, the Lord passed by, in verse 11, and the Lord passed by, and the results were a great and strong wind. Another result, massive earthquake, incredible fire, but not a message because there was no message in the wind and the earthquake and the fire. There was no message. And a lot of people today, sadly, when they look for God, they're looking wrong because they're looking intellectually, mentally, emotionally. They're looking in a different realm where God lives because God is spirit. So it's a revelation. The voice is a revelation. It's not an earthly voice. It's a heavenly one. And what does the voice speak of? It speaks of the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord is the voice of the Lord. And the voice of the Lord is the presence of the Lord because deep calls unto deep. I want to I read something to you that we've read many, 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 many times, all of us, from John 10 and verse 4. It says, And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, and they know his voice. It's not possible to know his voice, till we follow him. And they follow him, and the sheep follow him. I was preaching in Korea many years ago on healing to a crowd of about 100,000 with Pastor Young and Cho hosting. And I made a statement. I said, and they followed him, and he healed them. And then the Lord just quickened me. And I said, only those who follow him will be healed. Follow and be healed. I remember Catherine Woman talking about being in proximity to the Lord's presence. That's where the power of God is flowing. That's where healings and miracles take place. The presence of the Lord is a healing presence. That's where restoration is, life, light, glory is, the presence of the Lord. So it says they follow him, and now they know his voice. So they are following the voice of the Lord. But I repeat, the voice of the Lord is not a sound. The voice of the Lord is not a noise. The voice of the Lord is not a vision. Because the wind is sound. And the earthquake is a noise. And the fire is a vision. 
And often people depend on sound, noise, vision. I had a vision, I had a vision. And often that vision is not even from the Lord. So, um, there's nothing more eloquent in the Psalms, nothing more eloquent in all the Psalms in one word. You know what that one word is? I'm, I'm going to say it again because I really want you to hear this. There is nothing more powerful and more eloquent than one word we see in the book of Psalms. And that is the word Selah. Selah. Why? It's a divine pause. When, when David was writing the Psalms, he said, pause, divine pause. Be immersed in what you hear God is saying to you. Salah means be immersed in that beautiful presence of the Lord that the word of God brings. Do you, do you remember Isaiah? Let's go to Isaiah chapter 30. Now this message is not for everybody because not, every, not everyone is, is going to understand this. This is for the, the mature believer. I want you to become strong in the Lord. And especially in the coming days, you really need to understand what I'm talking about today. For thus saith the Lord, I'm reading verse 15, Isaiah 30. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall ye be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Powerful. In quietness and confidence is explained a little more clearly in chapter 32 of Isaiah and verse 17 because quietness is not a mental silence. It says in verse 17 of Isaiah 32, and the work of righteousness shall be peace. And the effect of righteousness, quietness. <laughs> I pray the Lord will really speak to you through that. The effect of righteousness is quietness and assurance forever. So when people think about quietness, they think about silence mentally, which is short-lived. But quietness is eternal. When you find that quietness, it never leaves. Because it's spiritual quietness. It's be still. You all remember Psalm 46, 10, be still and know. Well, how do I get into that stillness? Well, I just read it in verse 17. I'm going to read it again. Isaiah 32. 
and the work of righteousness shall be peace. When we find the righteousness of Jesus, when we begin to live in that righteousness that he lives in and through us, total surrender to the Lord. And the effect of that righteousness that he purchased for us on the cross. Righteousness produces true quietness. Because true quietness is assurance. What is assurance? It's beyond knowing. Someone says, well, I know I'm saved. It's way beyond that. It's a deep spiritual assurance that is eternal when you know I belong to him and he belongs to me. When we would leave Catherine Kumi's meetings, the last thing she would always say, never forget to whom you belong. Knowing to whom you belong you're able to sleep at night peacefully. And if your heart stops beating, you know exactly whose face you'll see next. Hallelujah. It's that peace. Uh, Habakkuk 2.20 talks about, it says, And the Lord is in his holy temple, that all the earth be still or silent before him. So, be still. <clears throat> but then came the very prayers which my restless soul wanted to press upon God. But he said, be still. Then my mind heard the noise of my soul and the noise of my heart. But God still said, be still. Then the voice of Satan, the tempter, troubled me. But God said, be still. Then came my questions, my cares, my suggestions. But God said, be still. So we pray. And our prayers come out of a restless soul. Our prayers want to press God to do what we want him to do for us. His answer, be still. Remember. Be still and know I'm God. And when you know the Lord, it's done. There's no need to press the Lord. When your mind hears the noise of your soul, when your mind hears the noise of your heart, God says, be still. And when you're still, all is well. Or when the devil begins to trouble you by tempting you, God says, be, be still. Or when you have questions, 
about your cares, about your needs. And God says, be still. And never before did we have so many things in life that had to be done. Never before in, in, in our life had we been so busy, so occupied, so pulled away. Yet God comes back and says, be still. Think about the, the, your mind. Think about people you know whose minds are always troubled. So, the minute you really obey the word of God and just know that still, small voice. Oh, my. Then you will, you will experience um, out of the depth of your being, God will begin to tenderly, lovingly reveal to you his presence his power, his comfort, his tenderness. And that is when we enter into Hebrews chapter 4. Oh, dear people of God, I pray the Lord is really speaking to your heart today. And verse 10, for he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his works. Where is the voice? Well, I think we all know where the voice is. If you really want to find what I'm talking about, I think you know where the address is. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Psalm 91 shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. In that place of beauty where true life is, surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, from the noise and pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers. Under His wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. And there thou shalt not be afraid. For the terror by night, or the arrow that flies by day, or the pestilence that walks in darkness, or the destruction that wastes at noonday, there you will know. There shall no evil befall thee. Verse 10. No plague come nigh thy dwelling. And there you'll know his love, you'll know his comfort. And God says, because he had set his love upon me. And that's what I've been talking about. It's a oneness, it's a fellowship, it's a union and communion with the Lord Jesus. Such tranquility, such peace produced by the word of God. The greatest moments of my day and my life is when I'm reading my Bible and God quickens me and I'm literally pulled into what I'm reading and life flows out 
literally out of my own being. And times, there are times I just wish I just go home to be with the Lord. Because in those moments, you don't want to come down the mountain. You don't want to come down to the valley again. Because that's where the troubles are. And I believe God is bringing every one of us to that place that he brought Elijah to. And it is a place also of intense worship because Elijah covered himself with his mantle like the sheriffs covered themselves with their wings as he worshiped the Lord. And that is the place where all troubles vanish in the presence of the Lord Jesus. Now, Lord, I pray they'll experience what I talked about today. Your beautiful, still, small voice. Your life-changing, still, small voice in the inner being of their heart, in the innermost holy place of their spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. This is where no weapon formed against us will prosper. No tongue that arises against us will triumph or prosper or succeed. It is in that place, Lord, we have authority in you. Hallelujah. To you be the praise. I've heard a lot of people say, you know, weapon formed against you will prosper. Every tongue that will arise against you in judgment, you will condemn. And it's wonderful and it's the word, but that only happens and only is effective in that place of Psalm 91, where the voice of God is no longer a sound or a noise or a vision of awe. It is his presence. I pray you've been blessed today by hearing what I ministered on, and may you become very hungry for the presence of Jesus in your life till you find what Elijah found, what we all long for. I want to talk to you for the next few moments, <clears throat> if you'll allow me, because I really want God to bless you and bless your tomorrow. The Lord Jesus amazingly talked more about money in the New Testament than, than most of us even realize, because he cares about our needs. And the Bible says, now don't leave me because this is important for you. The Bible says in Proverbs 14, 11 and 15, 6 and Proverbs 22, 4 that righteousness produces financial blessings. Righteousness produces financial blessings. Because it says as we, as, as we are faithful to the Lord, we will prosper. Proverbs 28, 20, a faithful man will abound, will abound with blessings. So uh, the blessings of God financially are not an accident. The blessings of God financially come as we apply God's laws of abundance in our life. So it has nothing to do with luck. It's obedience, pure and simple. And so the Bible tells us we are to obey the Lord. And I want to just read you one scripture, and then I want to pray with you. Because I really believe God Almighty is going to bless your tomorrow 
gloriously. In Proverbs 11 and verse 24, it says, There is that scattereth and yet increaseth, and there is that withholdeth more than is meet or necessary or right, but it tends or leads to poverty. The liberal soul, the giving heart, shall be made fat or prosperous. He that waters shall be watered also himself. So don't let conditions rule your sowing. You can and will see yourself out of crisis if you sow your way out of crisis by giving to the Lord's work. Because the Bible says it very clearly, if we sow, we reap. And when we give, we come out of financial crisis. And I may be speaking to someone today who needs this. So Lord, in Jesus' name, bring them out of that financial crisis and let them see your mighty hand at work in their life. For your glory and your honor. And God's people said, Amen. Tomorrow I'll be ministering on the pot of oil. Don't miss it, it's a powerful message. The pot of oil. Now, I'm asking many of you to become partners with our ministry because the Lord is opening brand new doors for us. We're going back on God TV, by the way. So it's going to be very beautiful to see what God's going to do all throughout the world. And please become a partner with me. And you can by, sending, by simply going to our website and signing up as a partner. A dollar a day. So simple. And God will bless you richly for that. And also, if you have a prayer need, send me a prayer request. Pastor Benny at bennyhin.org. Pastor Benny at bennyhin.org. Much love. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.